Is there any reason for still thinking a woman's place is in the home? Pastor Xavier Reese has some reasons. What protection for the children as they have their mom at home to care for them and model God's order for the family. You need to be there when they scrape their knee and you're the one that's consoling them and kissing their knee and putting the band-aid on, not some other person. You need to be the one laying them down for their naps and telling them about the Lord. You need to be the one. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Climbing the corporate ladder, breaking the glass ceiling, demanding equality between the sexes. Is there really a problem with having different roles and standards for men and women? Today, Pastor Xavier takes us back to his study in the New Testament book of Titus, chapter 2, as he takes a look at God's mandate for women. Let's join him for today's Bible study, Women and the Home. There is no greater need today as that of older women who know the value of the home and their personal role as wives and mothers in order to come alongside the younger women of the church today to instruct them in the ways of Christ for their homes. This is a great need today. Now the benefit behind teaching sound doctrine is of the greatest value to the body of the church and particularly in this area of women which Paul is going to lay out for us. Let me read here verse 3 to 5. The older women likewise that they be reverent in behavior not slanders not given to much wine teachers of good things that they admonish the younger women to love their husbands to love their children to be discreet, chaste, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. And so Paul gives us three particular ways in which this relationship works out through the older women to instruct the younger women. And we have it laid out for us here. The first part of verse 3, the older women are to be as the older men. And he will qualify that exactly what it means. Secondly, the older women are to be examples the rest of verse 3, and then the very end of verse 3 to verse 5, you have the older women are to be instructing the younger women. So the focus, though it's the younger women, it's via the older women of the church. He starts here by the older women, that they are to be as the older men. In verse 3, the older women, likewise. This is how they are addressed. The references to the virtues just required of the older men in verse 2. They are to be sober, clear-headed, reverent, honorable, temperate, under control, sound in faith, in love, and in patience. A, a subjective application. They have to be trusting God. They have to be yielding to His love and bearing under the weight of life as evidence of godly men. Now this is applied to the women. So under the phrase likewise, all these things are included. Now notice secondly, the older women are to be examples. First of all, the older women are to be reverent in behavior. And the word that 
introduces a purpose clause. In other words, the reason the older women are to do likewise as the older men is in order that they be reverent in behavior. The word reverent refers to an attitude of a person. The word is made up of two words, meaning temple and meaning fitting. The word behavior means demeanor, deportment, including a person's dress. So the word combined together has been interpreted to mean to deem oneself a priestess in discharge of her duties in the holy things of God. The woman's body is the temple of God, even as much as a man. The church is the temple of God, and the women are in the church of Christ. And so the counsel is for those ladies. And so he moves to the third reason here, and, and it gives us that the older women are to be instructing the younger women. Notice there at the end of verse 3, the older women are to be teachers of good things. The phrase for teachers of good things is made up of two words. The first describes quality, that which is beautiful, handsome, excellent, eminent, choice, surpassing, precious, useful, suitable, commendable, admirable. All that is going to be good for the home, good for the young woman. And the second means to teach. So you teach that which is going to be beneficial regarding who you are and your position in life here in the context being married. You see, because as we are young and coming out of the world, we often didn't have the model. And so here you are now, you're saying, well, what do I do? How do I handle this? Is this normal? Is this abnormal? What's going on? Now, this in no way contradicts the command of Paul to Timothy that women are not to have authority over the men by teaching in 1 Timothy 2.12. That context is for a pastor teacher in the position. Timothy's letter refers to the pastorship. Here, Titus, the letter is referring to informal teaching by word through example, by advising, encouraging, and teaching the older women to the younger women. And that's wisdom, too. Too often, men in authority, pastorship, get themselves in trouble. You know what? We give the women to the women. I mean, we'll sit and we'll counsel and everything, but, but we're wise enough to know, certainly, you know what? You need to talk to a woman. There's wisdom there. Notice, secondly, that the older women are to teach the younger women to love their husbands and their children. He's very specific. The priority is the husband first. Ladies, don't let the children divide you. If your children know that you love them more than your husband, you're dead. And husbands, same thing. Your children are to know that no one messes with your bride. And when they act like little devils, moms, and dad's going to get home and they grovel and they promise they'll do anything, don't tell, don't tell. Listen, be faithful. Squeal. <laughs> your authority is one. And if you don't, you destroy the authority. Okay? Be a fink. The process of admonishing means to restore one to, the, to her senses, to make one of sound mind. That's what it's talking about. And notice it's to young, neo, women who were recently married. 
in view of the high expectations of themselves or their husbands in marriage and feeling the sense of failure or inadequacy causing them to lose heart. Therefore, by communicating that these things are normal in the marriage by an older woman encourages them. They are brought back to their sound mind. Is that something? Sit down, honey. Let me share with you. What you guys are going through is nothing. You see what me and Ralph went through. And ladies, be discreet. Don't go wear out your laundry either. Sometimes you, Lord will allow you to share certain things. Be discreet. But that you have lived this out and you know that marriage is not pie in the sky all the time. You know that it's not 100% passion all the time. You know that there's days that you roll over and you just want to just leave. But you realize that you're committed. And you communicate to these young ladies, hey, this is normal. This is our sinful nature. This is life. So that they don't bail out. This is what's needed in the church today. The phrase to love their husbands means to be fond of one's own husband, literally a man lover, their own husband. Now, Paul did not use the word eros for sexual love. You guys will get along fine. God will teach you guys. But he used the word phileo, to be fond, to be familiar or compatible, to be emotionally involved as well as on the level of friends, to enjoy one another. Because if this relationship does not flourish that way, the sexual is a drag. You got to be friends. You got to have fun together. And that comes by knowing what God wants you to do and that you align yourself so you can get the greatest return for life. The practical outgrowth is to love their children. The phrase to love their children means to be fond of one's own children. Literally, children lovers. Now you say, well, you don't have to tell the moms to do that. Yes, you do. Today, mommies kill their children, both in abortion and otherwise. Mommies leave their children for another man. They just abandon the whole thing. They drop the whole thing today. That's an increase today. The word phileo, again, is used. Fondness, friendship, involving emotions. The second word is children, technon, identifying the little ones of an intimate relationship with their husband. The two combine into one. There's an investment there. There's an identification there. There's an association that should pull upon our hearts. Young moms need older women to come alongside to admonish them, to bring them back to their right mind regarding their children because children can be a pain. Children can wear mommies down as they care for them. They wear you down. And for older women to come alongside and say, listen, let me pray with you. Here, let me just watch him for a half hour. Go lay down. That's what's lacking today. Notice thirdly, the older women in verse 5 are to teach the younger women the virtue of domestic life, which seems to be in pairs here. To be discreet is the same word for the elder men, temperate. The word temperate means to be serious, earnest, prudent, having self-control. And it's found... In 1 Timothy 3, 2, and here in Titus 1, 8, it's translated sober-minded. 
This virtue is the product of controlling one's thoughts. But you're studying the doctrine of God. He began that in verse 1. He finishes the chapter with it also. Because you're studying godly doctrine, ladies, that you can bring your thoughts into captivity because you're a sinner like anybody else. And if you don't bring your thoughts into captivity, you start building upon them. And once the thoughts keep going, your heart that's evil begins steering and then emotions run and everything else. And decisions are made on feelings and emotions and then it's too late. Notice he says to be chaste means to be pure, pure from carnality, chaste, modest, pure from every fault, complimenting discreet here. So the young woman must keep herself morally pure to her husband, having abandoned all. She must keep herself ethically pure, not allowing any opportunity for her flesh or the devil. Ladies, you be careful that when you fellowship, you may fellowship with couples. You don't fellowship with another man without your husband. Okay? That's not good. Especially in our society today. Even Christians sometimes say, oh, no, we're just friends. Yep. One step at a time. Thirdly, to be homemakers, meaning domestic housewives, workers at home, keepers at home, or stayers at home, as translated in the classical Greek. Only this time it's used in the Bible. What a protection for a woman, not having to put herself out of the covering of her husband to submit herself to ungodly men who do not embrace her values as she's in the workforce. What protection for the husband knowing that his wife is not being exposed to all the worldly views that could undermine his home. What protection for the children as they have their mom at home to care for them and model God's order for the family. Now some of you single ladies, I, my heart goes out to you because you have to work. You've got no choice. For whatever reason, you're alone. But if you're not a single mom, then I would encourage you to stay home. If you're first married and you don't have children, you want to work a little bit, fine, but guard yourself too because you're out there in the workforce. The philosophy and the worldview will affect you. But once you get married and once you have children, you need to stay home with your children. You need to raise them. You need to be there with the first step they take. You need to be there when they scrape their knee and you're the one that's consoling them and kissing their knee and putting the Band-Aid on, not some other person. You need to be the one laying them down for their naps and telling them about the Lord. You need to be the one. Notice, fourthly, to be good means kind, benevolent. Taken with the preceding virtue, homemakers, it would indicate the lack of irritability in light of the nagging demands of mundane and routine household duties. Because it does get old. And so older women come out and say, listen, this, this is the way I used to do it. Try this or whatever. There, there's that compatibility. There's that encouragement. There's that instruction. The tendency is to become indifferent, lethargic, or even resentful and bitter. And instead of doing it for love, knowing that it's pleasing the Lord and helping your husband and children in society, then the world has focused on you. What are you doing for yourself? How about you? <laughs> the same word is used of every believer who is 
created unto good works in Ephesians 2.10. That which is good. Good for those who God has put in relationship to you. If you're a man for your wife, if the wife towards the man, for others. Now notice, fifthly, is to be obedient to their own husbands. And the word obedient is hupatassel. We've gone through that before in the family. It's a military term, and it means to line up under. Like rank, it doesn't imply inferiority at all. It just depends on the rank and the order of the design that God has put you in. It has nothing to do with inferiority. Use it in Ephesians 5 and Colossians 3.18 and 1 Peter 3.1, and it never means inferiority. Now, if you have a non-believing husband, then you're to be an example praying for them. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 on down to 7. Because you're the only gospel he's going to hear. This type of obedience marks an attitude of humility behind the actions. Now notice the specific submission is to their own husbands, not to any or every man. This at times has been abused even within the church by leadership. It should not be so. When we confront a woman regarding ministry things, we always ask her husband to come in. So that everything is said before her husband. He is her head. Even if he is a non-believer, we'll ask him to come in. Her husband is her head. Be he saved or not saved. Now notice fourthly in verse 5, the reason for all this teaching by the elder women is that the word of God be what? Not blasphemed. The word for blaspheme is to speak reproachfully or to revile. The word that provides once again the purpose clause. All that is being told to be done is, has a purpose behind it. All that the young women are to do in their homes towards their families is to result in affirmation of what a Christian is instead of contradicting it. If we say we're Christians, then we have to live according to the Scriptures. If we're Christians, then we have to align ourselves to obedience to the Scriptures, regardless of how you were raised, regardless of how your parents did their marriage and other friends or whatever. It doesn't make any difference. You're a Christian now. You need to go to the Word of God and say, okay, this is how we're going to run our lives. This is what we're going to do. Whenever people declare that they are Christians and they do not live up to their claim, the non-believer mocks God, even... As David, when he committed adultery, and Nathan says, the enemy has blasphemed God in 2 Samuel 12, 14. Because of you, David. And whenever the word is not lived out, the gospel is not believed. The bottom line, people, is we're the representatives of the kingdom. We communicate by our lives a lot more than we do by our words. But if our lives confirm what we say, what an impact. What a power on society. The older women of our day, for the most part, do not teach the younger women to love their husbands or their children. Instead, they teach that they should exercise their right. Think of themselves. And rather than being counsel of wisdom, they become a counsel of foolishness to destroy homes. They teach them there's nothing wrong with child care. I would encourage you to look at it on the internet and look up some of the findings on child care now after the many years. 
and the type of children that are being produced and what's going on. They teach them that children can be better cared for by the professionals, that it isn't critical for a mom to be home. But that's a lie. They teach them that divorce is the best thing for the younger women. In fact, they say, oh, don't worry about it. Kids are resilient. They bounce back. doesn't even bother them. You ask any kid who went through divorce with their parents. Ask them. Look at their lives. The older women of our day cannot teach the younger women about their domestic responsibilities in the home because often they did not learn it themselves from their mothers. And if they did and bought into the philosophy, they never did it. The basic care of the home, they have no idea. The need of knowing how to cook. Cook? We eat out. The care of the children from birth on. They don't know. They hand their kids over after three, four months to daycare centers and babysitters and nannies. They have no idea what it is to raise a home, let alone change a diaper, perhaps. And there are some who don't. As far as teaching them about pleasing their husbands, today they're too busy pleasing themselves. The important role of the family by older women is downplayed to the younger women. And the focus is career and advancement. And those of you who are grandmothers and grandfathers, do God a big favor. Do not parent your children's children. It's a new phenomenon that's going on where grandparents are the ones who are raising the children of their children. I'm there as a grandparent to help, to assist, and to enjoy my grandchildren, not to parent them. You've got children, young people. Your leisure time comes later, after you raise your children. There's a delicate balance. It's out of balance even in the church today. The older women are to be instructing the younger women. What a need that is today. The old King James says the aged women. <laughs> so some of you young ladies need to get along some of these aged women. Those who have been married for a while, they've raised children. Come to the women's studies. Get familiar with them. They'll pray with you. They'll cry with you. They'll hope to give you some answers, some encouragement. But if you don't seek out that nourishment from older women, then all you're going to hear is the bad counsel of the older women of the world. The benefits behind teaching sound doctrine is of the greatest value to the church of Jesus Christ, particularly here for women in these three ways. As Paul has expressed their relationship by and through the older women. The older women are to be as the older men in godliness. The older women are to be examples of godliness and the older women are to be instructing the younger women in godliness. What a need we have today. That's so good that you can give yourself to the Lord and you can be an example to the younger women. We need that today.
more than ever before. May God raise up godly women who have been married, who have raised kids, who have ran their home, who have been godly examples, that they can be examples to the younger ladies coming into the church. Pastor Xavier Reese with a clear plea for godly homes, families that will make an impact for the kingdom for years to come. And today's message, Women in the Home, is available on CD for only $4. And this will also include what Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together. Now, once again, the title to ask for is Women and the Home, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And please be sure and include the call letters of this station in your correspondence. This information is helpful when we check on the impact of this outreach in your area. What does the Bible have to do with the government? A different look at the relationship between church and state, coming up on the next edition of Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. Hope to see you then. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 